0: You are listening to Seed Thoughts by Wayne Shemesh. If you would like to know more about Pastor Shemish or the work in Thailand, you can find out more at www.thailandministries.org. And now, here is Pastor Shemish. Well, thank you for joining us today uh, on this uh, podcast. And thank you for the support that so many of you are to Suzanne and I. Uh, in our labors in Thailand for the Lord. I want to continue today on the subject of what to do when you're hurt in the church. And this is the fourth, and I I think probably the final uh, podcast on this subject. If you haven't listened to the previous three before this, then it probably will make a little more sense to you and would aid the uh, continuity of thought if you could go back and listen to those Verse three. So let's continue on from where we left off. One of the last things we were saying is um, that you should not allow hurt caused to you from another to cause you to abort the plan of God in your life. Don't don't be catapulted out of the will of God uh, because of what somebody else did. And then we said uh, also, uh, don't go to war with the thing that is the Lord's. Don't start warring on the church. Uh, out of your hurt and pain, don't, don't make uh, threats and and don't try to damage people and don't try to destroy that place. Uh, don't do that. Allow God to chasten his own and he certainly will do that. Uh, allow God to take care of it. Humble yourself and uh, uh, prayerfully present your matter to God and the Lord will take care of that. You know, sometimes we we're reluctant to leave things in God's hands and we feel like that we are the ones who have to fix it or take care of it. And what we do when we do that, we're revealing that we really don't trust God. What you're really saying is, I don't really believe God will take care of it. I don't really believe that that God can fix this or, or that he will take care of these injustices. Or I don't really believe that God would avenge as he said that he would do in the Bible. And uh, it's our lack of faith and our lack of trust in God that makes us take these things into our own hands. Of course, when we do that, if, if we if we pick up uh, the instruments of vengeance, no matter what they are, uh, then we immediately remove God from the process. Uh, so you really have a choice. Uh, do you want to try to fix this yourself uh, without God's help or would you like God to take care of it? I'd suggest to you that it's better for us all if we let the Lord take care of things, uh, because really he's the only one who has all the information. You say, Oh, no, no, I have it, brother Shemish. Well, you, you, you may think you have it, but, but God, God can see the things we can't see. God can see the motive of hearts. God can understand uh, every detail. God can weigh up the pain and the hurts of others, including you. And God is able to, to sort that out. So, Don't go to war uh, because of your hurt. Um, uh, It's the Lord's and the Lord will take care of it. Now, as we uh, move on to that, I want to ask you this as we uh, think about our pain that sometimes happens. Sometimes people will say, well, you know, the church has changed. So my next point is, is, has the church changed or are you going through some change because of uh, your particular stage of life? Uh, your, your family, your family's going through something that's affecting you. Uh, your health, uh, whether it be mental health or physical, uh, or your current state of mind. Is it, is it really the church? Is it really others is what I'm saying? Or, or is it really them in the full measure of the way you're thinking? Uh, is it possible, uh, that things you would have overlooked before? Uh, because of the way you're feeling right now, you can't overlook now? Is it possible that things you would have forgiven before and moved on from before, because of your own uh, state of mind or what is already happening to you, uh, that you're no longer uh, willing to do that? And I'm just saying that that uh, usually uh, when there is hurt, and you may be the exception But usually when there is hurt, there are a number of factors involved. And one of those factors is always us. I often reflect as I look back through the decades of ministry on uh, the times uh, I made mistakes, uh, the times that I did not always treat people wisely or humbly. Uh, You say you have some regrets. I do. Uh, My regrets in the ministry are principally about my own uh, conduct. I, I wish I'd been better sometimes. I, I wish I'd been wiser. I wish I'd better understood what others were feeling and going through. And uh, and I realize as you get along, you start to realize, look, I could have handled that differently. Uh, I, I should have responded in a different way to that. And I'm just saying, I'm not here to judge you today, uh, but I'm saying that we should judge ourselves and we should look at ourselves. And uh, sometimes uh, when we're feeling hurt, Uh, we we do not always have an accurate perception of our own behavior or our own conduct. Sometimes we will feel that what we did was justified because of what somebody else did. But in the truth of the word of God is that regardless of what another does or does not do, that never justifies uh, any sin or inappropriateness in our life. And so, so maybe, maybe, Maybe the honest answer is, Brother Shemish, I'm going through some things. Uh, I'm at a stage of life where I'm questioning things. Uh, I'm finding it harder or I've been through, uh, loss or my children, uh, you know, are at a certain stage of life. My mental health is, has gone this way. Maybe, maybe you're not seeing things entirely clear, uh, because of things that you're dealing with somewhere else. And I just would encourage you to uh, consider that and just be mindful of that. And uh, again, one of the things that will best help you to understand yourself will be to just spend some time in the Word of God. And I'm not just saying read your Bible, uh, but I am saying read the Word of God because what it is, it's a mirror. And a mirror will show you yourself and nothing will reveal to you yourself like the word of God. As you read the word of God, the Holy Spirit will show you things about yourself. I find that sometimes that is not always an enjoyable journey. Uh, but I'm glad uh, that the Lord does show us those things. And I certainly value the wisdom uh, that it can give somebody. And also to take some time in prayer. You know, when you get hurt and, and wounded and can I say angry, uh, usually you'll not pray. Uh, or you'll pray a lot less, but you need to take some time to just pray and sit before the Lord and just do it in a, uh, can I suggest, a quiet way. Uh, Try to still yourself in a humble way, because in the noise of your own frustration and anger, uh, you will have great difficulty hearing the voice of God. God. God never shouts. Uh, he always speaks quietly and silently, and if we're to hear him, uh, then we must still our souls and quiet ourselves before him. So doing that can help us to get a better perspective, maybe of what's going on. Or uh, what I want to do in any situation of hurt, I want to I want to learn how I can be better. Uh, it's always easy to to think about another, what they did do. Uh, what they should have done, what they shouldn't have done it's very easy to do that uh, but really you have very little control over that that's something the Lord and they have to work out but what you can do you can look, you can look at yourself you can you can learn things uh, from yourself so uh, I suggest that uh, you take some time uh, to just get with the Lord about that and then the next thing I want to say is uh, to make the decision in your life, uh, as a non-negotiable, uh, as, a, as an unmoving fact, and as a truth, that I have to go to church somewhere. I've got to go to church. So, so I want you to to just uh, dismiss the notion that it's even okay to to just not be in church. It's never okay to not be in church. It's never. It, you're never in the will of God not going to church when you could. So you need to to be clear about that. And why is that? It's because the Lord has commanded us to do that. Again, we don't go to the church for the people. We go to the church for the Lord. Uh, the, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one who gave us the local church and instituted this. Uh, we go on the day of his resurrection to remember him. Uh, we go to worship him. Uh, We go to listen to him. Uh, We go to receive from him. And so he's the reason that we go. It's never right to sit at home on Sunday. And I don't believe any Christian can feel right about that, uh, to be sitting at home when others are gathering in his name and you're not there. And, And if it really is so hard to be in that place, then maybe you do need to be in another place and that's something you would want to, to pray about. But but you, you need to be in church and so maybe you need to say to yourself, even in the midst of hurt or some things that have disappointed you, I need to be in church somewhere. So realistically, what are my options? Uh, I, I need to be somewhere. And sometimes when you look at it that way, you might conclude that where you are Though it is not perfect, though there are things that have not gone the way that you may have hoped that they would have, though there have been disappointments, that this is still the best place for you. So, so um, make it a non-negotiable in your life that you need to be in church. And then uh, next, uh, I want to uh, admonish you to, to think about the fact that some things do get better over time. If you continue, if you hold on, if you be faithful for the Lord's sake, uh, it can get better over time. Uh, Many times people left uh, just before God was going to do something and make it better. And the better would have been better if you had been there. The better would be better if you were still sitting there because you were the instrument that God wanted to use to, to make it better, maybe to take it to a a better place, a new level a, a a church of greater influence, a church that was helping more missionaries. maybe you were a part of that, and so uh, don't don't leave uh, prematurely and certainly don't leave without a leading from God. You would not want to do that. Continue on, hold on, you say you say it's getting hard, hold on, um, you're probably not the only person feeling those things. Be faithful for the Lord's sake. Churches go through seasons like people do. And, uh, sometimes people will miss a very fruitful, joyful season, uh, because they left at a time when perhaps they shouldn't have, perhaps when they should have held on. I I think about people who left the church. I was pastoring many years ago in Brisbane. Uh, in the very early days when I first became the pastor there, there were some people who left and then not because they left, but But God just poured out a great blessing on that place. There was such a filling of the Holy Spirit, such a working of God. Uh, Lives were being changed, people being blessed, uh, great things were happening. And I know that a number of those people who left before that that happened really had some regrets about that. And, And they missed a journey and they missed a part that I can't say for sure whether God wanted them to be there or not. What I can say is that they weren't there. And they had regrets about that. So be careful that you don't um, leave something at a seasonal change when you should continue. And as, as we conclude, I have two thoughts for you and we'll be done today. Uh, I want to suggest that you purpose to fellowship with people who are positive and who can encourage you. Negativity that simply reinforces how you may already be feeling. Or further fuels what you're already thinking uh, does not particularly help you uh, because somebody agrees with you doesn't mean that that's helping you, and it takes a certain amount of wisdom to be able to stand back and say, uh, This may be true or my perception of this may be true, but this is not helping me it's not it's not helping me to have this reinforced it's not helping me to be constantly reminded of this so Find people who you can fellowship with who are positive and uh, who can encourage you uh, in, your, in your journey, in your family, in your own personal walk. Uh, get around people like that. And uh, maybe sometimes it's even people in the church who aren't particularly talking about anything spiritual, but they just want to know how you are. And uh, they, just, they just care about you. That's a good person to get around. But seek it out. Be careful about gravitating or being drawn to people who will just reinforce a narrative that you're going through. And that might make you feel okay initially that people are telling you and, you're, Mm-mm, and you agree with that. Unfortunately, it tends to be detrimental in the medium to the long term. So be wise about who you fellowship with. Don't cut others off be wise about who you fellowship with. I remember a closing story. I remember many years ago, I was in Tasmania and a very strange thing happened. I had a dream one night that I was playing the trumpet. Now, I wasn't musically inclined in any way, none. My wife would testify to that. But I remember waking up in the morning and looking at my wife beside me. and It was unusual. And I said, honey, I need to learn the trumpet and she looked at me and you know a little bit puzzled but uh we uh, we ended up uh getting a trumpet and uh I began to look for a trumpet teacher who could uh, teach me the trumpet and I found a man uh that somebody recommended they said he was very good he played in a symphony orchestra uh was was uh, very skilled and uh, he agreed to take me on as his student to teach me the trumpet uh when I got there Uh, I didn't know it, but it turned out that he also was a believer, uh, which is is not easily stumbled across in Australia, but but he was. And uh, he was a believer, uh, definitely born again, who'd been attending the Salvation Army. And uh, his name was Graham. And uh, Graham taught me the trumpet, but Graham taught me something much more valuable than the trumpet. Graham was a person that no matter what you said, Graham had a positive perspective on it. Uh, uh, if you felt things were going wrong, Graham would just remind you that it's probably all about to get very right, and God's positioning you for blessing. and And it seemed it didn't matter what you said to Graham; uh, he always had such an encouraging perspective. He, he was always uh, just so genuinely hopeful and, and and encouraging with his words. He was a wonderful person to be around. And I've never forgotten that. Um, you say, how did the trumpet playing go? Well, not so well, but, but uh, maybe I was meant to be there for what Graham gave to me. Uh, it, it, by the way, in the end, Graham uh, ended up uh, coming to a church near us and was involved in ministry with us uh, for that period in our life. Uh, but Graham taught me uh, the value of a positive perspective uh, even in the midst of uh, difficult circumstances, and I want to encourage you to try to find that, uh, find it in yourself, find it in another. Take some steps to be uh, positive and encouraging. Uh, when you hear yourself saying things that are negative, demeaning about another, um, the the don't ask is it true or not. Just ask, should I even be saying that? And uh, work on uh, getting yourself uh, in a better state of mind so you can continue everything that God has for you. Well, thanks for joining us a little longer today. Uh, God bless you again. Thank you for remembering us in Thailand. Uh, We appreciate your prayers and your help. And I hope that this will in some way be helpful to you. And I pray that you will go on to be everything that God intends you to be. God bless you.